Well, 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 hello, 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 and welcome to the morning program here. It's Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life, the Ask Frank Live edition. I'm Frank. And I'm Kira. Hello, Kira. Hello, Frank. Kira Cup, lovely to see you. And Frank Murphy, love to see you. We're just seeing how many times we can say each other's names today. Well, that's a thing. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's actually a, a broadcasting thing. You're supposed to say it, because I have to check. Did they spell Murphy correctly this week? <laughs> Is it? M-U-R-P-H-Y. Okay, good. <laughs> I was watching an old episode on the Roku, and I saw that they that somehow I must have sent in the wrong information, because uh, I don't know how you misspell Murphy, but that we managed to find a way. Murphy. Yeah. Well, this I guess I've Maybe, I've got friends know. from other countries who will spell it with an extra e in there. There's no okay. e in Murphy. Oh yeah, I I would do something. Like you could see that. No, but this was the the correct letters. They were just in the wrong order. You know. So, yeah, it's yeah. just like uh, unscramble to yes. see what it is. And then it <laughs> turned out it was Murphy. Who knew? <laughs> so uh, I'm, what I'm doing is liking and sharing the post on Facebook Live, which we are Facebook Live this Thursday morning, the 23rd of um, April. 23rd. I made that up. It's 23 and me, Kira. Lovely. It's uh, April 23rd, <laughs> and we're hopeful that, uh, that you'll also like and share. Yes. Because we want many of you to watch this. I mean, you can always, if you're like me, you go back maybe and rewatch it on Roku or YouTube after the fact. But I'm here, and I'm putting in, let's see, with Kira Cup, yes. Tag Friends. And then unlike last week, we actually have a giveaway today. We're giving away two different things today. So two people in the comments today are going to win an extra large... Mountain Fun Life t-shirt. And if Come you're not on. a size extra large, you can cut it up and make it look cute, like a little tank top or something for the summer. All right. That's and I, you notice, you'll notice there's an array of, of Easter things around us as well. So we there also, is. I mean, it, I would hate to part with my delicious marshmallow peeps, but I thought there was going to be a peep shortage this year. And obviously there was not. Because, because of coronavirus, I believe the... Um, the Just Born Company, or whatever they're called. Is that what they're called now? I remember, I'm so old, I remember when they were Rada peeps. No one is going to get that reference except really hardcore marshmallowaholics like myself. But um, <laughs> You definitely are addicted to them. Yeah, this is the Just Born Company from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where on New Year's Eve they drop a giant replica of a peep at midnight. I kind of want to see that. That's well, you can find it on YouTube. It's like the way we drop the ball, you know, in, in Market Square and maybe a Gatlinburg. Which is so anticlimactic. Yes. Well, it's the same thing. It's just, and then many towns do this. Maybe you'll have a, uh, a giant peach or a giant whatever your town is known for. Okay. You know, not just, it doesn't have to be a lighted ball. It can be any number of things. And it's on a, it's really, it's just up there on a rope and they lower it for a minute. And when it gets to the ground, it's New Year's. And then do peeps explode from it? You something? would hope. You would hope so, because at least in uh, Knoxville, when I host the New Year's Eve, I wonder if I'll ever be able to do that again. When I host New Year's <laughs> Eve in Knoxville, uh, their fireworks go off. You know, yeah. the ball comes down, and there's a light, laser light show and fireworks, and then we play Rocky Top. It's very exciting. It actually. sounds exciting, and yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it, because I have friends who've been. Oh, nice. Thank you. Well, we've got a couple of comments have come in on our uh, newly charged iPad. Yes, good uh, Travis morning, everybody. Otis Floyd says hello from Texas. And David Brandon is using the pity uh, technique. He says, I never win anything. And we get this in uh, broadcasting all the time. You'll be announced some giveaway. Let's suppose, there used to be a thing called concerts, Kira. Mm -hmm. And in the olden <laughs> days, uh, there used to be a thing called tickets where you would go and sit in a room with other people. Are you serious? Yes. That's like, so for dangerous. Example, can you imagine like an artist on the caliber of Elton John coming to Knoxville, Tennessee to perform at Thompson Bowling Arena? That just blows my mind. Good, because he's delayed. He's not coming now. <laughs> he's <laughs> or at least he's pushed it off until next year. He was supposed to be here June 6th. Yeah, I was actually supposed to go to the Rolling Stones concert with my boyfriend. In Nashville or Atlanta? In Nashville. Because that's also been postponed I know. down the road. So you understand the concept of being in a place with many people, right? I do. All right. So you get that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so you understand what I'm talking about. Well, um, there used to be, when you're in broadcasting, and let's suppose you're giving away tickets to any number of things, mm -hmm. you'll get the person who participates in the contest by being the random caller or by putting their entry blank in the box or whatever the rules of the contest require. Most people do that. But there's always, always somebody who will call up and tell you their sob story. Yeah. That they must have the Elton John concert tickets because somebody either is di has died, is ill, is 
broke is, is whatever it is. Something horrible. It doesn't matter. Some horrible thing has happened to somebody, and somehow going to sit in an arena with 18,000 other Elton John fans is going to help. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. But I've I've been there, done that. I've been on the other side of it. I had a friend who was literally dying of cancer, and she was a lovely woman. And and she wanted to go get backstage passes for Bon Jovi. And I'm like, I, I don't know how I can help you, except I, will fo- I promise you I'll forward the email. That's the best I can do. I'm like, no, no, we sell those. <laughs> it's like, well, you can buy a backstage pass to meet Bon Jovi if you want. But yeah. uh, oh, God bless you, rest in peace, a lovely woman. Her name was um, Karen Botica. And wow. I was her lifeline and who's, who wants to be a millionaire. That's another story of how I failed uh, the world on that. But... We're going to go back to the concept of trying to win this thing. So I'm, I'm yes. giving you a hard time, David Brandon, for going with the sob story of I never win anything. <laughs> so I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself with something like Love the Mountains, yeah. says Feel Rhonda free Gamble. to comment anything. Like, you don't even have to comment that you want to win tickets. Although, or not tickets. We're not giving away tickets today. What's it's, up with my brain? Because yeah. I, I put that in your brain. <laughs> yes, you did. But we are giving away stickers to whoever wants one. So just comment that you want one, and then in order for you to actually get one, send us a DM on Facebook with your mailing address. Yeah, you gotta, if you don't slide into the DMs, you're not getting anything. Yeah, we're not going to hunt you down. All if you right. want these, you got to do a little bit of work. Travis says the last concert he went to was Metallica. That's a great concert. Ooh, that uh, does can you imagine if the last concert you went to is literally the last concert you'll ever go to? That's really morbid. Like, for my wife and me, it was Amy Grant. I told you it was like a church service. They took a, there was an intermission and a collection. Wow. And, uh, but that was the night of the, with the shutdown. The next night, the Tennessee Theater closed. There was supposed to be a concert with America the following night, but they closed it. And Amy Grant said, they're like, well, welcome to the last night of our tour, also known as the second night of our tour, because she had done one show before that. Aww. All right. So and now, look, David Brandon, you have totally redeemed yourself with whatever this means. Um, Rub-a-lub-a-dub-dub. Is that... Can I say that on the air? Is that I a cl- feel is that like a dis- that's from a movie or Is something. that an offensive internet meme that I've accidentally stumbled into? Anyone? Oh, speaking of internet memes, my sister has joined this group on Facebook where uh, you just spam people like whenever they do a live. So you like, Oh, that could be us. Yeah, you share the live video onto that page and everybody's like, comment about buying a couch. Text your sister and get on get us on that. <laughs> we need to be on that. We need She's to get spammed <laughs> by a bunch of idiots because <laughs> yeah. I'll play that's yeah. you know you're, literally that for me that would be like setting up balls on the tee exactly let's go let's go spam us <laughs> all right now well, I'm gonna, obviously we were talking about Easter and I've got these marshmallow peeps here in front of me we talked about uh, the Just Born Company and New Year's Eve and the ball drop the peep drop so Megan said that last night they roasted peeps over the fire pit last night they Ooh. were delicious which is something that I did last summer with my grandson, Artie. Mm-hmm. We roasted peeps out over the fire. I've never heard of somebody doing that. They are so good. I, I call it peeps brulee, and that term has caught on. I've seen other references to it. Uh, and you basically just take, well, with Artie and I got to the point where we just did the whole row of five, and because we, <laughs> we were, he loves marshmallows as much as I do. So we like, oh yeah, just, let's just roast the whole five row, and then he, here's one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. So anyhow, and you, and you, caramelize mm-hmm. the sugar on the outside. It gets crusty. The marshmallow inside you soften, and the sugar coating on the outside becomes a nice sweet crust. Like, a, you ever have creme brulee? I don't think creme so. Creme brulee is a, a dessert that comes in one of those little ramekins, and when, at the restaurant, they come with a blowtorch, a tiny little handheld blowtorch, and they uh, burn the top to create this hard sugar shell. That's extremely fancy. And you break through it, and you have this delicious, cool, warm, Hard, soft, sweet. It's fantastic. So that's what you do. You can brulee your peeps. Brulee and that's peeps. why they're here. And also, then, uh, who agrees with us on that, I believe, is... Are these comments going through, by the way? Uh, Cindy Lynn uses peeps in her s'mores. So that's the same concept where you're... What? You're going to make a s'more out of the rabbit. Uh, yeah. And... The well, mo- peeps. Well, like you got peeps, and I don't eat peeps because they have marshmallows in them. So thank you to Bob for remembering that. He surprised me with this. And the reason uh, is, you know, they use horses' hooves uh, to make marshmallows. Yes. That's unfortunate, but it's true. Or, or cow- cow's hooves. It doesn't matter. They're, that's what gelatin is made out of. So sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> but that's why you don't eat them. Yeah, that's why I don't eat them. But this is a selfie bunny. Selfie bunny? Yeah, selfie bunny. She's There's got no a phone. There's no more appropriate term. Than you for that than you, I know, right? 
Although I'm immediately going to the way uh, Playboy magazine could have stayed, saved a business, stayed a business, is by saving photographer fees and having selfie bunnies. Hey. But <laughs> oh, now I get your reference to Playboy Bunny because Bunny. By, I'll have you know, by the way, that the bunnies kept their clothes on. They do? Playboy bunnies keep their clothes on. I didn't know that. They wear those, those skimpy little bathing suit-like outfits with the rabbit ears. But, and they were waitresses, cocktail waitresses, at the Playboy clubs. Hmm. Playboy bunnies stay dressed. It's the Playmate. I mean, that's an, oh, I'm going to go another way. Um, my, Megan says, Kira, that marshmallow fluff is vegan. No gelatin. Yeah, I have seen that. I've used that before in like some little chocolate candy so like what you do is you melt some chocolate put it in a candy mold put some of the the marshmallow fluff in there mm -hmm. and then you pour more chocolate on top of it and then it hardens and it's like a like a little sounds good it is good i could tell you a story about marshmallow fluff too if you ever want and it involves cindy <laughs> from the brady bunch the brady bunch you, uh, you, i'll save that for the after show podcast if you're old enough to remember the brady bunch and you would like to know how i personally am uh, responsible for Susan Olson, Cindy's love of the uh, marshmallow fluff. I can tell you that story <laughs> in the After Show podcast. Well, Frank, you're making me hungry. Well, here's what I'm trying to get to, is Megan is watching. Uh, we got marshmallow peeps, and I'm not going to bust these open and eat them right now because we have other treats to come. But also, look at these beautiful toys. We got presents from the boss man. So I came in, and here is a lamb that makes some kind of noise. And I think this candy came out the rear end or something. That's what Bob said. I might have to. I might have to unlock the the tail feather on that. Here's a a chicken. <laughs> That's so weird. No, it's a duck. It's a duck. I can tell you the story of how when I was a child, my dad bought us ducks for Easter, and Aww. I I became responsible as the oldest child. I was responsible Duckies. for caring for the ducks, and I raised these six ducks until the point where they were adult, and then we had to get rid of them, so we let them go in a in the river. They lived. Are you sure? Well, uh, I was told, and this may be a lie, I was told that the city of Yonkers came around every winter and collected up the ducks that were in the river and put them in storage. That's what I was told. And then released them again in the spring. They put them in storage? Well, they put them in a, in a barn and fed them is what I was told. But this is the story you would tell a kid. And now as I'm saying it as an adult, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. All right, and this one... <laughs> Oh, this is fun. Well, anyway, when I came in this morning, there were little name tags under these three items. Artie, Timmy, Charlie. So I want uh, their mom, Megan, to know that we've got... The, the, the Mountain Fun Life loves the grandkids. They came here. They played the Ms. Pac-Man game. They made quite an impression when they visited last summer. They so were now adorable. They've, they've gotten gifts for the boys. And now I didn't tell Mountain Fun Life that there's a girl coming next month. Aww. So, uh, yeah, a little baby girl is almost here. Can't wait to see her. I bet she'll be beautiful. I bet so. Megan was telling me that she's she's 37 weeks, so actually if she delivered now, the baby wow. would be fine. You know, she's far enough along, but she's mm -hmm. got three weeks to go. Uh, Michelle Allen Yangling is, I remember her from, uh, from All Saints Parish. She says, tell the story. Here's the problem, Michelle. I don't know which story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have told, I have zigzagged and said there's a story yes. about marshmallow fluff. There's a story about... Anyone? Else. Anyone? Anyone? Well, there is a delay through Facebook. I don't yes. know why. But. Well, it's because we're putting out high definition video. Right. And it takes, that's all it is. It takes time to compress it, stream it out, and come on the other end. Yeah. And that's normal. Any, anything you do um, with, with regard to all of this, there's always a delay of some kind. We know that when we're trying to share the video on our phones, and you see me doing it, but I'm but the point I'm watching. I'm not even on yet. It's still the the pre-roll. Yes. So that's why the delay happens. Well, oh. here in a delay after the commercial, we're gonna have Rich Haley come on. He's got some extra delicious treats for Frank and I to try that he made himself. That's why we're not eating the peeps. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just because Kira's vegan. It's because Rich Haley, uh, and last night, if you're watching our Mountain Fun Life Facebook Live, could you cut to the picture of, of Rich over here? Um, he's made these delicious desserts as part of his show, which is Sports in the Smokies on Friday. So we're going to find out what these have to do with sports. And safe! <laughs> and we're going to sample some uh, delicious desserts coming up after the break. <laughs> 
I tried, I tried so hard, Kira. I tried so hard to get to the segue about, hey, we've got delicious peeps, but I'm not going to eat them. I'm going to save I them. I know. I had to help you a little bit. That's why you're here. That's <laughs> that. We're co-hosts. Yeah. You know, I trust you. I trust you for that. You can. Thank that's, you. you have. That's your job. It is, is my job. Yep. So thank you for doing that. You're I welcome. It. So let's In fact, go. why don't you take us to break? Let's go to break. Parrot Mountain. This attraction has it all, whether you're two years old or 90 years young, with hundreds of beautiful tropical birds and thousands of flowers, plants, and trees. Folks who visited our park have said, I've never seen this many birds in one place. This must be what the Garden of Eden was like, the most beautiful and peaceful place I have ever been. These gardens rival the best, the best value in the Smokies. You'll want to visit Parrot Mountain and Gardens. Call or visit us online. We'll see you there. And we are back on Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life, the Ask Frank Live edition here on Thursdays. Because each day of the week, we've got a different show for you. On Mondays, Kira has been doing the quarantine vision. I have, where I do random things in my home. Like one week, I did a painting. This week, I did a biscuit thing. And then Monday, I'm going to probably do some kind of cake. So the cooking segment, the biscuits, yes. really is what is going to lead us into this. I'll mention quickly that Santa and Mrs. Claus are at this very desk. Mm -hmm. on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock to read a story and give away a book. And then on Wednesday, it's Entertainment in the Smokies. Yesterday, it was James Gilly mm -hmm. uh, was here without Jim Johnson. I don't know what happened to Jim. He wasn't here? He wasn't here. I didn't see that. Yeah, he was, well, because he wasn't here. Wow. I know. He just disappeared. Well, you know, he does things. He's, got, he's, yeah. he's, he's trying to get people to send him their slides and movies so he can... Uh, digitize them for you because he's got that kind of. He's got that. When I first met Jim, he was a video producer. Mm -hmm. Now he's a host, but he can still do both. Anyway, so I'm thinking about it. I don't want a DVD though of my old uh, photos. I would like just a thumb drive. I'm sure you could do that. Yeah, that's what I want. Anyway, so that, uh, that's what Jim does, and that's on Wednesdays. So he'll be back, I assume, with James this coming Wednesday, and then Thursday. Well, you know Thursday because this is Thursday. Here we are, and we do this, and, and no one ever knows what we're going to talk about. I love it when the other hosts promote no. us. Yep. Like, for example, on Friday, tomorrow's show, Rich Haley does Sports in the Smokies. So Rich is, is standing right here with his beautiful Hawaiian shirt and no microphone, unfortunately, because Kira and I are hogging them. So what we're going to... Uh, but uh, Rich saw your biscuit baking. Oh, you got inspired. You can talk, Rich. It just We'll have to either relay... Okay. But be, actually, if this were an improv game, if we were doing a, an Einstein Simplified Improv show, there's actual bits. Are you going to make Rich impro improvise, Frank? Well, no, he can he can pantomime, and I have to interpret what he's saying, or you and I will have to interpret okay, what he's saying. Okay, well, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So it's like charades, really. I mean, with, it's kind of a fun game. Okay. So uh, if you can get Rich uh, on camera as well, please, Hannah. Um, yeah, there we go. And then Kira and I will interpret what Rich did. He, I saw the video last night where he's making these desserts on the table, so go ahead. So um, You watched me bake biscuits. Very good, very good. And, and he had an idea. idea. Oh, all right. To and make the idea this. was to uh, pray. The idea was to measure exactly six inches. The idea was banana pudding or pecan pie. Those were the ideas. All right. So now we, but how do you, you were going to take a survey, as I recall. I, remember, I, I follow the Mountain Fun Life on Facebook. Yes. I know you were going to, you were asking the audience which one you should make, but obviously they're both here. So the audience voted for applause, applause, applause. It's hard to say. I Woo. mean, I know my wife loves pecan pie, but banana pudding is so southern. And yeah. the winner was BP. The winner was banana pudding. The winner was banana pudding. So why is the PP here? Because I like pecan pie. Okay. The PP, Frank. Pecan pie. <laughs> if, if, if banana pudding is BB, BP, by oh definition, pecan pie would have to be PP. I'm going to ignore the fact that you refer to my cooking as... Uh, I didn't say... Uh, what? So uh, Rich is going to say that, right? Right, people? Am I right, people? I mean, this is just simple, basic initials. It's abbrevi abbreviations uh -huh. for 100, Alex. No? So Rich, <laughs> you made this for us? Yes, I did. 
Um, Thomas Rimmer loves some, some banana pudding. Not yeah. all banana pudding, just some banana pudding. I'm, I haven't seen the comment, but I bet it's, I love me some banana pudding. No, it literally says, I love some banana pudding. Ah, okay. You gotta put the me in there. Oh, I love me some. I love me Maybe some it was a typo. Pudding. All right. So, uh, now Rich, you'll have to, you can either, if you want to come over and, and uh, uh, you know, I know we're, well, no, we can't because of coronavirus. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, you know. What, what can we do? We're pretending that this is six feet, by the way. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, two arm lengths would be yeah. four feet, right? Uh, actually, this is six feet. All right, then. So we're good. I like the guy with the pool noodles around his neck. That's yep. the best. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or around his head, around his hat. He made a hat yeah. with, with six foot long pool noodles in each direction. Did you notice the nasal cannula that he was wearing? He's on oxygen. Oh, okay. So this particular guy in the, that made a, the rounds on the Facebook memes, that's what you call that? A cannula? Yes. Hmm. I'll have to Google that, too, because I learned a new word yesterday called catkin, but that's another story. We'll get to that. Um, My cat can do a lot. Yes. Uh, but so go ahead. So you, these, you've, we're social distance enough. Okay. You've made delicious banana pudding, which was the, the crowd favorite. The votes came in yeah. for it banana was, pudding. It was, which vote. it was four for banana pudding and three for pecan pie. All right. And pecan pie is my favorite, so I went ahead and made it. Well, Julie Gibson also has voting for banana pudding. All Any right. pecan pie votes out there? My wife, Jerry, would, would maybe vote for I think I would pie. vote for pecan pie because I like the crunchiness of the pecans. Yes. I love pecans. And the gelatinous goo underneath. Right. What is, the, what is in the gelatinous goo. goo of pecan pie? Eggs, sugar, vanilla, Eggs, corn syrup. sugar, vanilla, corn syrup. Corn syrup. That's why it's gooey. Yes. Yeah. That's I what, always wondered how they did that. That's why Mama has Cairo in the closet. You don't use it except now in the olden days. Maybe you used it for something else. Yep. My great-grandmother uses it. For pecan pie, right? No, actually for uh, peanut butter candy. Or oh. actually potato candy, but she just makes it with like, flour. Now, of course, high fructose corn syrup is supposed to be the devil, but we have it in the closet. For pecan pie. Well, this isn't high fructose corn syrup. This is low fructose corn syrup. This is just normal fructose corn syrup. Okay. <laughs> so, and the banana pudding, um, I see the Nilla wafers on top. And are those actual Nabisco brand Ooh. Nilla wafers? I cannot confirm nor deny because we don't do product placement. Yes. Okay. I should, sorry, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Uh, now, you can make them with other cookies, yes. though, right? I've seen, uh, that's the thing I've seen recently is people putting other types of cookies on. Yep. What would you use? Uh, I use vanilla wafers because I'm kind of traditional. Well, vanilla wafers are traditional, but yes. what I've, I'm trying to remember these pictures I've seen was a great Ooh, chocolate cookies. chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies are yeah. usually a little too. You need to be pantomiming all of this, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so chocolate chip cookies are too stiff for the pudding. So you want a softer, more chewy cookie. <laughs> Oreos. He wants a softer, more chewy cookie. Maybe you can hear him. I don't know. But the, the votes are just still streaming in yes. for banana pudding. Um, Megan Beckner. Now, Greg Tuck is being the diplomat. He says both are delicious. Yes. And But now I think uh, it's up to Kira to decide which is more delicious. Well, I'd have to taste them first. All right. Well, we've got all of that. Um, and now the appearance of them, I give a solid 10. Oh, Those yeah. are gorgeous, Rich. Now, as a, as a food judge myself, as a certified barbecue Ooh, judge, look at you. It's not that hard, Gary. You just take a class. <laughs> as a certified barbecue judge, the first thing one judges is appearance. Okay. So clearly these are both spectacular looking. They, they, I mean, the symmetry, the color, the everything about it, they, they easily would get the top score in the appearance category. Right. They're gorgeous. So, I Rich, can't smell them, though. Well, you actually, that could, in some food contests, you would maybe check for aroma in the next thing, okay. which would be the overall savoriness and, and taste. And tastiness. So it's usually generally appearance, taste, and texture are okay. the three things you're going for in a barbecue contest because you don't want the meat to be too, well, you wouldn't eat meat anyway, but you wouldn't want it to be too hard, too soft, too mealy, too whatever. It has to be just right. Right. So think about those three things as you taste, because of course ladies Ooh. go first. Okay, I've got... The three, appearance, so taste, excited. and texture. Okay, okay, so appearance, solid tin. Smelling it, mm, very banana-y, which I love, and vanilla-y. So I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Can I go for it? Do I have oh to yeah, wait? yeah, I'll, okay. I'll do one, I'll, do, I'll match you up here, because I, okay. I also have oh. a nice chunk of banana right this. here, you can see the banana right there. Mwah. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a good pudding. This has more flavor than, than most of the banana puddings I've ever had. What, what, what's your secret? The secret is cream cheese. Cream mm. cheese? Yeah. 
I added cream cheese to it, and that kind of. It also adds. See, the texture gives a little more. Gives a little more firmness. A little more firmness. And it cuts that sweet of the banana and gives you a little bit of a tang to go with it. And so the cream cheese is the secret ingredient. Is it what is normally in banana pudding that would have been no cream? I mean, what's the recipe without cream cheese? Uh, usually, banana pudding, uh, some milk, so maybe some sweet banana pudding, milk. Excuse me, vanilla pudding. Vanilla pudding, milk. Okay. Now the cookies are also crunchy. Did you mm -hmm. taste that? Mm -hmm. Usually, the, by the time I get banana pudding, it's so the cookies are so soggy. You like. Mm. I do that on purpose. I don't put the cookies on top until yeah. it's ready to serve. He doesn't put the Ooh. cookies on top until it's ready to serve. You get the cookies on bottom. They get nice and mushy and soak it okay. up, and then you got the crispy cookies on top. And we happen to know that Diane Lady Hawk Bobinski knows exactly what you're talking about because, like me, she watched your little live feed from your kitchen last night. And then Thomas Rimmer wants the leftovers. I don't know if we can mail these to you, but I suppose we could try. Leftovers? <laughs> I've never heard of leftovers. But I thought you promised leftovers to Santa, Mrs. Claus, Jim, and James. Yep. I, so how no, are you going to do that? To take care of them. Oh, so, you take care. So you have to bake another one of these. I'm going to make another over the weekend and bring that in on Monday. Which the banana pudding or the or the pecan pie? Yes. How anything you leave here, Hunter will eat. Yes. I found out the hard way when I yeah. got a, a cake, when Kira came. I was lucky enough to get a cake when Kira came back. We had the Welcome Back Kira cake when she went to the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. Remember there used to be a mm -hmm. thing called um, Daytona 500? Yeah, Remember that, that was a thing? And used to go places. There used to be a thing called travel. It was back in the good old days when yeah. everything was black and white. Well, mm, probably shouldn't have finished my banana pudding, but I guess it's time to dig into the... Pecan pie. Pecan pie now. Okay. I'm actually going to take a sip of water between just so I can yes. cleanse the old palate. Wow. Which one are you on? Pecan. Now, my wife is going to be very jealous of me because, she, and she makes a fine pecan pie with chocolate chips in it as well. She adds uh, chocolate chips to the recipe. I like to add chocolate chips sometimes flavor. or a couple of tablespoons mm. of bourbon. bourbon. Is there bourbon in this one? No. Am I allowed to drink on this job? <laughs> Rich, you are Only once. excellent. Some jobs don't let you. <laughs> Rich, you are excellent at flavor. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, ma'am. This is oh, good. I'm going to go to break so I can finish eating this. It's so good. I'm going to run off camera for a second and make sure our production staff is taken care of. Good thinking. Aw. Well, I'm shaving that. That's really good. Um, Kira, do you know who, who's Megan Beckner? She wants you to bring left She's my home. cousin. Or not my cousin. My neighbor. Your neighbor, okay. <laughs> my, co my cousin's name is also Megan. So. Well, where you live, your neighbors probably are cousins, and cousins probably are neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Carol lives in the country. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's not uncommon. No. To have relatives nearby. It's actually a lovely. I live next door to my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my, my mom grew up in that, in, in New York, though, in the Bronx. It was not uncommon for the family members to, to all live within walking distance in their apartments in, hmm. the, in the Bronx. It was the same idea. But I don't get to see anybody because I live 500 miles away from everyone. I actually go to church with all of my grandparents. So my dad's parents, my mom's parents, and then my great-grandmother, and then also my neighbors. That is awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. And is it dry, still drive-in church? It is. Uh, but we haven't been driving in. We've just been watching on Facebook. Yeah. I've been watching on YouTube and Facebook and Roku. One of my favorite priests has his own Roku channel. That's cool. <laughs> Father Michael Woods at... Uh, St. Francis of Assisi in Fairfield Glade, Tennessee, mm -hmm. which is two hours from here. So it's, it's up in the central time zone um, by Crossville. Mm -hmm. And it's too far to go visit him, but I can, now I can watch him on the Roku. It's pretty exciting. Uh, Brad Lovett, who works here, uh, says NASCAR is now race drivers playing a video game on TV. Is yeah, that true? That yes. is. Oh, because I read today that there's going to be a golf match, a live golf match which I was so excited when I heard that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are going to play a game against each other. Like, this is going to be great. And then I found out it was golf. Why golf? Why can't it be anything else? Why golf? You have a comment, Rich Haley? Yes, I ye do. Yell it out. If, if, if I can be heard, uh, the NASCAR drivers are racing electronically, and one of them, Bubba Wallace, got really angry. He was wrecked twice in the middle of the race. Bubba Wallace wrecked twice in the middle of a, of a video game race. And he rage quit. He rage quit. He said, I'm now, out of here. we should have a whole show about sports. We should. Can you talk about this on your show tomorrow? Absolutely. All right. Cause then, then we'll talk, and then also talk about that Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady nonsense. They're playing golf, Kira. Golf. With, with Tiger Woods and Tom Mickelson? Tom Mickelson? Phil Mickelson? Some guy. I kind of wonder who will win because 
I've not seen Peyton Manning play golf before. Is this a new thing for him? So is he well, just going to get out there and not know what he's doing? They've got two of the best golfers in the world playing against each other. Exactly. That's and then to make them less good, they've each had to drag a quarterback onto their team. And there's going to be no audience. It's going to be in Florida. It's going to be some kind of secret. It's a fundraiser for COVID-19. Not that the disease needs money, but I don't know. I, I get relief, I guess, COVID-19 relief. Are they going to socially distance while they... Well, I, think, I think golf, course. by definition, is, yeah. is socially distant. I mean, you could literally be hundreds of yards away from each other. Oh. But I, the cameramen will have to be there, and I guess they'll work it all out, and they'll all wear masks, and it'll be, I don't know. I'm not, I can't watch golf without staying, falling asleep. So I, I've got nothing. I bring nothing to the golf table. Yeah. Golf I like golf cards. A sonambulist dream. Uh, yes, watch if you've got insomnia, watch golf. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a couple more. <laughs> I know. Thank you very much, Rich. You're did, I, I might... You know what? I can't decide. I, I'm going to give a slight edge to the banana pudding because it didn't taste the same as other banana puddings that mm -hmm. I've had. But I saved the pecan pie because it's so good. I wolfed down the banana pudding. I saved the pecan pie because I have to go back to it because it's that good. Mm -hmm. All right. Good deal. So there's a couple of things um, comment-wise uh, that we'll have to get back to. I promised I'll have to tell the uh, Susan Olson Marshmallow Fluff story in the After Show podcast. So, Michelle, I know, uh, I hope you can stick around. I've got nothing else to do because after this show... We do another show. This is the pre-podcast show, and then I do the after-show podcast, mm -hmm. and then Kira does the after-podcast sh after podcast, right? I mean, technically, it's just the after-show podcast with Kira, Yeah. but also technically, it's the after-after-show podcast with right. Kira. Well, it's the after-podcast podcast, because it's not just after the show, it's after I've done, because I, I have to go in next, right? It's my turn. Yes. I'll do the, this is the show, this is the pre-podcast show, and then I'll go do the after-show podcast, and then you'll do go the after-podcast podcast. Or it's the after-after-show podcast, because I'm the after-the-show, after-the-other-show podcast. Like, if you like late-night parties, you know, the after-party, then Kira's your girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about parties today. Are you? No. Oh, do you, well, what actually, are your topics? Yeah. What are the topics you've got for... Um, uh, your after, after, after podcast. Well, today I wanted to talk about like bucket lists and things that you want to accomplish in your life. So I just hit an accomplishment today that I've had for about five years. I hit a thousand subscribers on my own personal YouTube channel. That's awesome. I know. I've worked so hard to get there. I mean, I've taken a few breaks here and there, but yeah. I'm just, I'm just so happy. Dreams well, really do come true. Thanks. I made a list of, of <laughs> things because uh, one of them is a follow-up on something I believe that's on the show today. I think coming up in the next segment, I have to explain a photo. Kira was uh, Facebook stalking me, and I, I said, you have, you're going to have to explain this photo. So I'll have plenty of stories about that. I won't give it away just yet. Um, do, did a guy offer me weed? That might be an interesting story. I think a guy tried to sell me weed yesterday, but I don't know, because I'm, I'm naive in that regard. Wow. He was like hinting around. that you know, All these people are asking me to think, find out how to get them weed. Somebody tried to buy it from me once. I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't deal it or yeah. anything, but uh, this guy came up to me. He was like, hey, do you have any weed? And I was like, no. And he just kept, like, pushing me. And I'm like, why do you think I have it? Well, this guy, he was, uh, I guess he says some of the restaurant workers are just exhausted. You know, he was. He told me exactly this particular restaurant. We said they're just they're, they're cranking out the, the food, they're selling them the raw meat, they're mm -hmm. doing anything they can to stay in business. The managers work in the grill, I mean, it's just they're wiped out. They're living, practically living at the restaurant, trying to do everything they can to stay afloat, to stay Aww. in business, you know, because they're all, every restaurant's on the verge of, of falling apart. And uh, so this manager comes out and says, look, I don't know, I, I, I know I'm the manager, I know I might get fired, but I, do you got any weed? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, who uh, is saying, why would they ask me? I'm like, I don't know, because he's, he's a gardener, right? He, he's he a tends, gardener. He tends, for, he tends the plants around the restaurant. And I said, well, maybe because you're the gardener. And he's like, well, I guess so that's the garden guy if he's got any weed. And then it occurred to me, that would be a clever plot line for a show where you're the suburban gardener who secretly grows patches of weed in the backyards of all the little ladies <gasps> for whom you tend their gardens. That would be a good TV show. So I thought it would be a good like drama. He said, no, it would be more like a reality show. And then I thought, stop talking. I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> so I've been out searching my backyard, <laughs> making sure that I'm not. <laughs> Every time I see those little greenhouses in people's yards, I always wonder, 
Do they have it hidden in there? Well, the truth is, there's a whole, uh, the first of the Jefferson Bass novels that Dr. Bass and John Jefferson wrote, mm -hmm. Carved in Bone. The whole thing is about a, a weed growing operation in Cock County. It's all hidden. So you don't have to do it in the in the backyard of a suburban home. Wow. You, you go up into the into the hills and do it. It's like the old, it's the modern day moonshine. Anyway, all right, so my other topic idea is sequel to Phantom of the Opera um, and the whole idea of, of risk management. So let's talk about that real, this actually is, is something we should mention here. We can go into in depth on the After Show podcast if you want. This is more serious. A lot of folks very upset about, it doesn't matter. Everyone's upset about everything. So you're either upset that restaurants are, are in trouble or, or restaurants have been forced to close or you're upset that they're gonna reopen. Mm -hmm. You're either upset that the hair salons closed or you're upset that they're going to reopen those everyone's upset okay yeah. there's no happy there's, yeah there's no there's no compromise there's no middle so you're upset about one or the other i'm not trying to offend you i'm just saying this is you just this is the reality you, you know by listening that you're either the you're upset about that or you're upset about the opposite of that mm -hmm. we're upset so you know we went dollywood to open but can dollywood realistically open on may 1st no no, mm -hmm. no, of course not. Because we'd be crammed into lines too close to one another. I mean, if they limited the amount of people in there and they didn't allow yeah. the roller coasters to go, maybe they could do right, that. Right, but they have a lot of work they have to do first. Right. You know, eventually when, you know, right at this stage of the game, you have to think about it, you could really only put two, you know, every other car of the roller coaster. You'd have mm -hmm. to limit or maybe half or even one third the capacity well, of the roller coaster. You'd have to wipe each cart down every time too. Yeah. And that would take forever. So let's think about when we say that the Tennessee, state of Tennessee is reopening, the economy reopening on May 1st, we're not talking about everything. This year, mm -hmm. May 1st, is not gonna look anything like last year on May 1st. You're not gonna have crowds of people everywhere. You can't, it's too soon for that. However, like um, when I need to go get a haircut, well, my hairstylist happens to have a, her salon is set up where everyone's got an individual room. There's rooms mm -hmm. with doors and she does private hair consultation for these old ladies who don't want anyone to see them with their hair, you know, they're, they're up to, it's gotta be up at all times. No. <laughs> no one can see them in progress. So they wanna have a private room. So huh. she's already got that. That's her business, that's her specialty is this private haircutting. So she's ready to go. She can do that. She can wear a mask. I can wear a mask, and then um, which I bought from Kira's mother, and <laughs> we're ready to go. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. Now I know people are upset that barbershops, shops. If you if you have chairs as close as, as this, well, that's too close. So you got to have everybody spread out, and you got to mm -hmm. figure out a way around that. But let's think about a little bit down the road. Let's think about going to some of the dinner shows in Pigeon Forge, maybe the Stampede right. or the Pirate Show or the Lumberjack Comedy Feud. Barn. Any of those, mm -hmm. right? Those are supposed to reopen on May 9th. Now, Kara, you've done some amazingly weird and dangerous things for Mountain Fun Life. I sure have. What was the, you went in an airplane? I did a biplane. Okay. So there was no roof over you. You're just hanging out. Did you have to sign anything before you get on that? Uh, probably, maybe. I think so. All right. Well, let me use an example then of a baseball. <laughs> well, you were in media, so they probably, it was probably all implied because yeah. you're, you're they say to you, you know, this is dangerous, and you're going to go in it. You're like, yep, and yep. it's recorded, so that would be your, your consent. Yeah. If you buy a baseball ticket, there used to be a thing called baseball, Kira, and people used to go sit in <laughs> large groups, of, and they would sit there, and occasionally someone would get hit in the face with a baseball. <laughs> and you know what? On the back of their ticket, they could say, you can't be in the face with a baseball. On the back of their ticket, it says, you might get hit in the face with a baseball. It says, batted objects may fly into the stands. It's on the back of your baseball ticket. So you bought the ticket and your license to sit there on the back says you mm -hmm. might get hit with a bat or a ball or who knows what. And, and you should have common sense that right. if, you're go out, if you go out anywhere, you run the risk of getting hurt from something. So you have to decide how much of that risk you wish to take on. Do you want yes. to avoid baseball games because you might get hit in the face with a baseball? Yeah, some of us do. Mm -hmm. I don't really have any interest in going to a live sporting event because I prefer to watch them on television in the air conditioning. I prefer to watch the commercials. Okay. <laughs> Let me use another example. I know you went uh, swimming recently, right? I did. I went to Norse Lake. Okay. So now I like to go to the ocean beach sometimes. Mm -hmm. we all, we've all been to the... So think about that. Imagine that you're at the beach and it could be... Uh, and then we'll do the lake as well. The beach, you go in there, and sometimes there's a lifeguard on duty if you go to a yeah. public beach where the government pays or somebody pays for a lifeguard. Well, I, those are too crowded for me because <laughs> I don't are. want anyone to see me in a bathing suit. So I go to a private beach, not a private beach, I go to, it's also technically public, mm -hmm. but it's not, 
there's nobody there. There's mm -hmm. no bathrooms, there's no cabanas, there's no lifeguard. And there's a sign that says, warning, no lifeguard on duty. Okay? Yes. So I can either go in the water or not. Because there's sharks. You said the movie Jaws? Well, this is where it was set. <laughs> so I might avoid going into the water because of sharks. Yeah. I might avoid going into the water because the surf is too rough. Yeah, you don't want to get eat. And where I like to go, actually, I like to go in the bay because the water is so calm. But yeah. there's jellyfish. So i got to look and make sure I'm not going to get stung by a jellyfish. So I can avoid. I can, I can not go in, but I can decide. Mm -hmm. So the same thing applies now to the world. If you're going to go to a restaurant, you can stay out of the restaurant, or you can take precautions and say, I'm going to go in, but I'm going to mask up. I could wear scuba gear to go into the bay to avoid getting stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. I could put all that on. There are people wearing scuba, deer, scuba gear out in public. Scuba deer is the sequel to Bambi. It's uh, when he <laughs> decides to become a fish. Joins <laughs> <laughs> the seals. Joins the seals. That's awesome. So, um, anyway, but you follow my point. Mm -hmm. is that when like you went to the Norris Lake. I did. You could have climbed up to one of those bluffs, right? Mm -hmm. And dove head first into Norris Lake. Would oh, I would never do that. Why not? Because that's dangerous. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have more sense than that. <laughs> okay, so you're proving my point. Yes. So when you go to wherever you go, and it might be you know, it, it might be the, the grocery store, mm -hmm. which we've already been, we've already, already done that. We've all gone to the grocery store. So why can't the clothing store open, have one-way aisles, and you wear a mask? Because, I mean, uh, how many times can I wear this same jacket from Kohl's? Exactly. I have, to get a, I have to get some new ones. And think about how much money the supermarkets are making right now, like the ones that sell clothing and stuff, because yeah. that's the only place you can shop. I have things from Walmart, like clothes now, that I've, I've never shopped there, but... Like whenever I go grocery shopping yeah. there and I need some extra clothes, like they've got some cute stuff now. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a job, look at the places that are making money hand over fist. You can get a mm -hmm. job at Home Depot, you can get a job at Lowe's, you can get a job at any of the grocery chains locally. They're all still hiring from Publix to Food City to Kroger mm -hmm. uh, and so on down the road. I, I hope mean, the I, workers get a bonus. They deserve it. Some of them, some of these grocery companies are offering bonuses that's good. for their employees as well. They, they deserve. So that's the point I'm trying to make is no one's asking you, making you go do these things. Mm -hmm. If you're a high risk person, like my dear friend, Alex Grappen, well, he, let me rephrase that. He's a kid. His dad, his parents, Tony and Sarah Grappen. He, Alex is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Boy of the Year. So even if there was no coronavirus, he can't exactly go out to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. He's always has to socially distance. Okay, that's, that's their life. So they're like, oh, well, quarantining? Yeah, we've, we've been doing that, actually, because for two months last year, uh, someone in Alex's school was sick, so he had to stay home. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, well, and Alex got a little bit of a sniffle, so we had to keep him home. That's, yeah. that's life, unfortunately, for them, but they, they are a wonderful family, and they can right. deal with it and move forward. But there are people who, they've lost their jobs, they don't have money coming in. How are, they, how are these people supposed to survive in a situation like this? Well, you and I know this from our actor friends. Our actor, I mean, that's one of the last places it's going to reopen is theaters. Yes. I mean, how are our actor friends going to make money if they don't get a, a job as a server or somewhere else? And then right. our waitress and bartender friends, they're all hurting right now. Exactly. There's, it's like a huge circle. Like a domino effect, everything's just being yeah. affected, except for grocery stores. So before you rush to judgment about reopening the economy, understand that we have to find a, 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 a yeah, balance. We've you know, got you're going to be something. mad about it opening, you're going to be mad about it closed, but maybe, maybe there's a compromise. Yes. Maybe? Because if we just keep doing what, we have, what we're doing right now with nothing open, everybody's going to start becoming homeless. They're not going to be able to pay for their homes, mm -hmm. their mortgages. They're not going to be able to feed themselves. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there having to charge on their credit cards just to buy their groceries. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and we can, you know, granted, you know, everyone says, well, then the, the government needs to step in. Well, I mean, we're going to bankrupt the government if we keep doing yeah. that. So I think the, 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 the best thing to do for being the most neighborly thing to do, to look out for one another, is to allow us each to find our find our way mm -hmm. and, and safely start to reopen things like we we like you said a good compromise so we don't have to go back to what we were used to doing right we can't all stand in line for the roller coaster mm -hmm. that close that's it, going to have to change we're going to have to invent new ways of doing things right how, how are we going to go to the movies i don't know how are you going to go to see the symphony that's what i'm i mean I, I can skip going to the movies and i can skip going to a football game but i will certainly miss going to see live concerts i miss going to the symphony and the opera and Amy Grant and all those other things mm -hmm. where we're packed in so close. So you can't have that. No. So 
what do you do? For every one seat, there's gotta be two empty to make your six feet, and then, uh, but then you can't even make enough money to have the show. Exactly, it's, it's a really complicated thing, and there's gonna be a lot of thought that's gonna have to go into this to figuring out all the solutions that we're gonna need. Yeah, so anyway, that's something we can go into a little more depth if you want in the post-show podcast. I think we covered it pretty completely here with the idea being that all of life is a risk and it's up to, we decide every day, every minute of the day, mm -hmm. how much of that risk we're gonna take. I know people who pull off to the side of the road during a thunderstorm because driving in that thunderstorm on the interstate with those trucks is a high risk. It is. You're taking a huge risk. So you're saying, I'm, the safe thing for me to do is to park here under the bridge mm -hmm. and wait for the storm to settle down. I've done it. Have you ever done that? No. Well, you should. Actually, I did do that one time. Once in a while. I mean, you know, but you know, you know, you know how much risk can I take? I'm cool on this. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to drive on this slowly right. enough that I'm not going to hydroplane and not get rear-ended by the guy behind mm -hmm. me. You know, you, you manage it. You don't even think about it. It's all subconscious. Yeah. So the reason I'm having this whole diatribe is to just think about your subconscious risk management mm -hmm. and, and take it to the conscious level and realize, oh, all I'm being asked to do in the age of COVID-19 is to consciously manage my risks. Right, and it's okay to adapt, adapting right. to things. This is something that we're, we're born learning how to do. To change, we have to constantly yeah. change. And right now, it's a huge change, but yeah. we can do it. There's a lot going on. Jeremy Gillum uh, says, you know, he thinks we make some valid points and compromise is mm -hmm. the key, so he agrees with us. And uh, so anyway, I know I went off on that, but that was, like the, my, that was my one thing I'd written down that I thought we should cover because we're here in the Great Smoky Mountains. Yes. We're here where tourism is the lifeblood of the industry. Yes. Mayor, Mayor Larry Waters was on a press conference yesterday talking about how, very logically, he said, you know, we're not going to rush back. We're not going to endanger anybody, but we also have to move forward and, and manage the the future. We have to, we we have to do. do something instead of just sitting home. I mean, we need, and, and if you're, and, or if you're a tourist, if you're coming to visit the Great Smoky Mountains and you're sick, don't come. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah. yeah. Use your brain about things like that. And that's one thing I was listening to some other uh, talk show with from uh, on one end of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, I flip back and forth between <laughs> the left wing and the right wing talk shows because <laughs> I, 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 I want to hear what they have to say. And uh, one of them, I believe it was on an NPR show, was talking about, well, but people are going to, they're just going to go out there and they're going to say, I'm, I, I'm sick, but I'm still going to go shopping. Well, don't assume that. You know, please, if you have a fever, you can't interact with anybody anymore. That's, that's, mm -hmm. We're done with that. It's up to you as the person who has the fever to stay home and call Kira or Frank or call some friend and say, hey, um, you don't look sick. <laughs> Can you go buy me uh, a box of... Nilla wafers or whatever, and mm -hmm. drop it off on my front porch because I don't feel well. That's part of being neighborly. We can do that. Yeah. We can help each other out in that regard. All right. Is there a show planned for today? Or are we still on host There chat? is. Actually, uh, we've been following along <laughs> with Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. She's doing a show called Good Night with Dolly. God bless you, Kira. You went all, <laughs> you've got this whole show planned. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up on the, the sweet treat. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Frank. Okay. Take it, Kira. Okay. Well, Dolly Parton is reading books every Thursday night at 7 p.m. So she'll be doing it for the next seven weeks. I think she's done two or three. Three. Shows. She's done at least three. There was Little Engine that Could, Coat of Many Colors, and Llamas in Pajamas. Yes. Well, tonight she's reading Max and the Tagalong Moon. And you can find okay. this video tonight at 7 p.m. on their YouTube page, Imagination Library. You can go to their website, ImaginationLibrary.com. I think she puts it on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta as well. Yeah, it's everywhere. It should be easy to find. I like Instagram TV. I've not really watched it that much. It's super convenient, and I'll show you yes. how to make one. You just, you just take a video and upload it to Instagram and choose the TV option instead of the post option. Yeah, well, it seems like it's very similar to TikTok. Well, no, in Instagram TV can be longer. You can oh. go, yeah, you can go 10 minutes if you want. We could upload a longer video. That's cool. And then they only show the first minute on your Instagram feed, but if you click watch more on IGTV, it just takes you to the next part of Instagram where you can watch a longer video. That's it's, I, I like it. Should post up because I already know if I'm interested or not by the first minute, right? You know, yeah, that's true. Which, of course, I hope from this show, you <laughs> yeah. we didn't alienate you in the first minute. Well, moving on to the next minute, <laughs> okay. Gatlinburg is celebrating their 75th anniversary right now. This is exciting, it is. It was founded in 1945. So, do you remember that time, Frank? <sighs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, well, I'm, my mom was 10. <laughs> so I, I can make jokes, but I'm not going <laughs> to. My mom was 10 in 1945. So uh, no, I don't, I don't remember that. Okay. All right, but that's nice. What does it? I, don't, I meant to look up the exact date. Does it have a, a specific? Well, let me date see. For, I'm not. It's okay if you don't have it. I'm just want. I'm curious to know because I know that um, when you do an anniversary celebration along those lines, you start almost a year out. You right. know, you lead up to the because you've got the 75th year, which culminates in the 75th anniversary. That's the way, you know, ordinal numbers work. Well, here, I've got the Gatlinburg website pulled up. Not everybody understands ordinal numbers, Rich. I got so much trouble one year with Boomsday. There used to be a thing called Boomsday. And they thought it was the 25th annual Boomsday. I'm like, no, that was last year. You missed it. And they're like, no, we didn't. It started in, whatever, 25 years ago. I'm like, yeah, well, count. Count them out. And I wrote, I wrote down every year from 1980s, whatever it was, to the, that year, which was 2000-something. I said, you missed the 25th Boomsday. It was last year. And their eyes go wide, and their red <laughs> face turns red, and they were so angry with me. Because <laughs> I'm doing it on the, on the air, of course. <laughs> and then they changed everything. All the, everything had to be redone yeah, to be the 25th anniversary of Boomsday, <laughs> which technically was the 26th. Yeah. Boomsday. So the anniversary of Gatlinburg, this is their 75th actual anniversary, because mm -hmm. 1945 to 2020. Well, it's not sh not saying a specific date on the website, just 1945 to 2020. So because I guess this to, whole yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. You want to ex expand mm -hmm. it out and have a long, nice, yeah. long thing. But if you want to learn more about that, just go to Gatlinburg.com, and on their homepage, they've got a little bit about their uh, 75 years and a good message about nice. it. Nice. Now, they're not the only uh, Gatlinburg institution the city government is not the only institution having no. an anniversary in Gatlinburg this year. No, the other one is a really cool place that you can go with your family once things open back up and get normal. It is Ripley's Believe It or Not, and they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. In Gatlinburg, because Ripley's has been around for probably 100 years. Yeah. As a comic strip in the newspaper and just as an oddity, as a, mm -hmm. a collection of oddities. But they were early in on Gatlinburg and have been one of the finest corporate citizens, and, and they, and I remember we interviewed um, Chuck Winston, I think, from Ripley's Aquarium. Yes. And he, I, he told us, he said, the reason is the, the main guy who ran the company, you know, may, he may still be alive, he may be like 90-something, the guy who was running the Ripley's Attractions for all those years just loves Gatlinburg. Really? So he's always reinvested in Gatlinburg and put, put new things in there. I didn't know that. Yeah. He loves it. Like, why wouldn't you? But yeah, of all his markets, you know, they've got, uh, they've got them in New York, and they've got them in Myrtle Beach, and they've got them all over the place. But he just, he loves it, the Gatlinburg mm -hmm. ones. And they're, they're supposed to open a new 80s-themed arcade. Yes, I passed by it the other day. It looks really cool from the outside. It's where the old um, Cooter's place was. Yes. Remember uh, from Dukes of Hazard, they've relocated to Pigeon Forge near the micro-wrestling place. Mm -hmm. and, and our Red Skelton friend, isn't he in that same area? He is. Same yeah. shopping center. So that's where Cooter and Red Skelton and the micro wrestling, I think, is all in the same. Are you going to sneeze? I felt like it, but it stopped. Well, look that way. I, mean, I know we're technically, we're, we're, we're like easily 12 feet apart. We're fine. I have hand sanitizer. From? <laughs> from a distillery out here. <laughs> and I put it in a spray bottle because it's liquid. And if I sneeze, I'll just go, at you. No, why don't you sneeze you. away from me instead of at me? Don't sneeze at you. Sneeze away from you. At you. <laughs> that actually looks like you really did sneeze. Yeah. She pretended to sneeze and spritzed the sanitizer at the same time. It smells good. Well, Michelle, we haven't uh, driven Michelle Allen Yangling away yet. She says Dolly reading her books is a sweet thing. And uh, we can talk more about the, the Susan Olsen, Cindy Brady, Marshmallow Fluff story in the after show cast. <laughs> um, I know there was more. Are we, uh, what are we doing next? We, let me find it, because we went a little out of order today. I know. Well, but I have to explain this photo that you want me to explain. This one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was this? You, you said, you said Frank, you're going to have to explain yes, so a photo went, that's on your Facebook page. I went to your Facebook page, and I saw this photo, and then I thought, Frank, your hair is a different color. Yes. You're holding some random phone, and there's a bunch of kids around you. Are those your kids, and what's going on? Well, my wife is in the car with me. Oh, she looks so pretty. You'll notice that I am sitting in Batman's seat in the Batmobile. Is can it you, the can you tell? Batmobile? This is the Batmobile. This is Batmobile number one. Wow. Uh, there are multiple Batmobiles that were created. Now, um, and that uh, young boy in the red raincoat is my son, Frank Jr. Aww. 
And that young girl in the purple raincoat is my daughter, Megan, who now, as you know, has three boys of her own, all of them with hair of gold like their mother. And a daughter on the way. Wait, that doesn't add up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of them has hair of gold. So yeah, Megan is there, and Jerry, my wife Jerry, is sitting in Robin's seat. And what this, what happened, well, here's the thing. I I lived and worked in Los Angeles for Mm -hmm. 10 years. So toward the beginning of my Los Angeles radio career, and this could be a topic also for the After Show podcast, I may need to contact good old Dave Morales. Dave Morales was a DJ in Los Angeles. Now he's in Houston. He's a TV entertainment reporter. So he gets to interview all of the absolute top celebrities when their movies come out. He, they fly cool. him to London. They fly him to New York. They fly him to where, all over the world for these press junkets to interview, I'm talking like the Tom Hanks and the Meryl Streep's, the top of the line Dang. celebrities. That is so, really cool. But back in those days, he was a new guy. He had come to Los Angeles and he was a, a DJ. And they assigned me to work with him. I'm the producer, he's the DJ. And we would do fun things in and around Hollywood. Like for example, when the movie Coneheads mm-hmm. came out, which was uh, an old Saturday Night Live skit, right? So Dave Morales, we took him down there and the, the actual Paramount makeup artists dressed him up like a conehead. He got the actual cone and the actual makeup, and then we went out on the street to the movie premiere, and he attended the movie premiere as one of the coneheads. Oh my, that is really cool. And then we went to the after party where they served all junk food, like Twinkies. It was hilarious. (laughs) So Travis Otis Floyd has figured out, yes, that is the Batmobile from the TV show. So one of the things that happened in this, my course of my Los Angeles adventures is um, our radio station was just down the street from Barris Custom Cars. Mm -hmm. Um, And custom with a K, because it was different. And Barris Custom Cars is about halfway between Warner Brothers Studios and Universal Studios. So Warner Brothers is in Burbank and Universal is in North Hollywood. And the area in between is called Toluca Lake. And Barris had his little, uh, it was a showroom Mm -hmm. slash mechanic shop there in Toluca Lake. I would, we would drive by it every day when we were going to lunch at Chenu or wherever we would go, the Chinese place. And we got the opportunity to go, I got a press release, to go to Barris Custom because he had re, reclaimed, no, somehow he had gotten Batmobile number one back in his possession. That is so cool. It was the, This is the car from the 1966 Batman show. And it had been you know, bought and sold a few times. And, and George Barris got it back. Mm-hmm. And he decided he was going to restore it to pristine condition. So he has Batmobile number one, which he had gotten back from somewhere else in the world. And he knows it's it because he built it in the first place. He's the guy who took a Ford Futura and and made a Batmobile out of it. Mm -hmm. And then he built the subsequent Batmobiles. Some of them were not even, were just fake. They were just like plexiglass on a frame that they would use when the car didn't have to drive anywhere because the actual car was big and heavy and like a Mm -hmm. tank. So they, but this one they would use in that opening shot where Batman would come screaming out of the Batmobile and drive 14 miles to Gotham City. Well, they only filmed that once and they used it 120 times on the show. Oh, those 120 those episodes. sneaky people. Yeah, but so anyway, a lot of the, so the Batmobile stuff where you see the car moving and going fast, that's the number one Batmobile. And that's the one you sat in. So I go there and, I, and we interview George, Bar- George Barris and he says, do you want to come back sometime and bring the family? I'm like, yes, please. So not only did we see that, we saw the Monkey Mobile, and he had the Beverly Hillbillies car, and he had the, um, what was the other one, the Munster Coach. Mm-hmm. All these cars, these crazy cars that he built for TV shows and movies are there. The Dick Tracy Mobile that, from the Madonna, believe it or not, there's a Madonna movie about Dick Tracy. That was recent. That was still there. But all I cared about was the Batmobile. So there I am. I'm sitting in the Batmobile. Uh, can you show that one more time, Hannah, if it's not too much trouble? I'm oh, sitting in the Batmobile, and that's not a random phone, as um, somebody, one of the commenters said. Um, there's a random phone in your hand. No, that's the Bat phone. Oh, that's the Bat phone. Yeah, that's the Bat phone that is connected to the Batmobile. And it was one of the most exciting things. I mean, I loved it because it was, we had this private tour for my family and me of Barris Custom uh, Cars. And he said, yeah, you want to sit in the Batmobile? Go ahead. That is so cool. Yeah, and that's in the well, background. If you were to zoom in on it, you could see the. Uh, maybe we can post the picture if you want. Okay. Of, um, in the background are the posters of the different movies and TV shows, uh, on which you worked. That's extremely cool. Well, I'm sure that you were you were really excited to do that commercial, and I'm sure that we have some really excited uh, winners. You, you know what I need today. to do now is I need to stalk you online and next stalk week. Stalk me. Well, you you're allowed to. This, I think this is a bit. I think you've just discovered a bit. I did. Where you can stalk my online presence 
and um, and ask me to explain a photo, mm-hmm. and I will stalk you and ask you to explain something. I'll probably start with that commercial you made for Holy Land Market. Oh, no. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's an interesting one. Well, it (laughs) looks like we have a winner today. We actually have two winners, and we've only got one on the screen, but Hannah's still uh, having the computer select the second one. First T-shirt winner is... Jeremy Gilliam. Oh, fantastic. You get a T-shirt and a sticker. And he also just put a new comment in 30 seconds ago suggesting that we have a um, Sevier County historian on, and that would be uh, Carol McMahon is our friend. He's been here before. I'll absolutely have Carol McMahon back on the show to talk about the history of this region. That's good. And remember, if you wanted a Mountain Fun Life sticker, all you have to do is comment that you want one. Say slide into the DMs. That's just so fun. And then slide into the DMs. Thank you. With your mailing address and tell us that you want a sticker, and we will ship it to you. All right. Good. And then we'll have another uh, T-shirt winner, I assume, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I good. think the name's about to be posted. All right. On well, our screen. this has been a, a fun program. It has been. So it's always good. I feel like I don't get to see you but once a week. That's because that's the only amount of time you get to see me. Yeah. For like an hour. I know. And then, okay. And then we're done. And then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second winner today is Mary Jane Russell McGee. So congratulations, Mary Jane. And Mary Jane, I'll, I'll point out to you, and Hannah, thank you, by the way. Mary Jane is the one who commented last week about the uh, car sickness induced by the moving t- uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the moving logos behind me and Hannah has um, muted them it still says mountain fun life and it still has that that Easter pastel purple yeah. to go with it, she picked it I think to go with these peeps can you see how, how good Ooh, those look yeah, together yeah that looks good together you see, look at that it's just really just look at that even up in the corner it's even better oh wait that's the wrong side up in the cor- anyway <laughs> it doesn't matter um, Jeremy says, thank you, and Mary Jane. So we appreciate your viewer comments. We actually did respond to Mary Jane's comment from last week. And anytime you have a comment, good or bad, uh, do tell us. You know, we're we're figuring it out as we go here Mm -hmm. on Mountain Fun Life and having a wonderful time. And then here on Mountain Fun Life, uh, you can watch a lot of different things. And then after this show, Frank's going to go into our podcast room and he's going to do an after show podcast where you can talk directly to him, hear about that fluff story, I'm sure. Yes. And I do rely on your comments for that because it's just me and a microphone with a one-way conversation. It's similar to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, And then the audio of that goes up on all the podcasting platforms after the show. But you, we can do it on Facebook Live so that I can read along with your comments mm-hmm. on my phone. And you can see your, your lovely blue eyes. As you talk to them. Oh, I thought you were doing Mowage. What was that? My lovely blue eyes. Yes. Can we zoom in on my blue eyes? Kira likes to, well, you're in on this joke now. You understand that there's different jobs I've had over the years where they're like, oh, you should wear blue more often. It makes your eyes pop. I do. Yeah. And what am I wearing today? You're wearing blue. I am. It makes your eyes pop. I like blue. So there you go. All right. Well, I think that's everything we were going to cover, or do you skip over to save some stuff for next week? We, that was pretty much it. Good. Well, good job, as always, putting the show together. Thank you. Good job I, to you, too, I look Frank. forward to getting that text from, uh, from Kira do. with the uh, ding, and it's showtime on Wednesday. We like, <laughs> and then we start adding to it, you yeah, know, we do. back and forth. Yep. Frank always has great information to add. Yeah. He's always super constructive. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like to pretend <laughs> that I'm, you know, I'm a little ornery, but I'm not. I'm a, I'm a teddy bear. Okay. Uh, Michelle would like a sticker. So, okay. Michelle, there's DMs. If you can go to the Mountain Fun Life page, if you, you may have to like the page if mm-hmm. you haven't already, uh, but click on the Mountain Fun Life part of it and uh, send a mailing address in the DMs, and those go directly to Kira after the show. Mm-hmm. And she just has a stack of envelopes, and, and they'll all be out in the mail yeah. on your way home uh, this evening, right? All right, and Travis is going to send a message, a DM about the... Oh, he's put message in caps. I guess he doesn't like the sliding into the DMs. <laughs> I say it because it's ridiculous. It's funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. In fact, you should start the, your DM with you up, question mark. You up. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> well, I want to say a special thank you to Rich Haley for making us those delicious desserts that we had oh, that's today. That's right. I can go back to eating. I know. That'll be a delicious thing to have for lunch. Can I, can I eat this... Well, I guess I should finish this before the after show podcast. Okay. Go ahead, keep going. You go right ahead. <laughs> so be sure to watch Rich Haley tomorrow at 10 a.m. where he does his sports show. 
I'm sure he'll be talking about the Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning and all the other people. Tom playing. Brady and Phil Mickelson. Yes, I'll you're how they're that, all. You're talking about the the uh, what do you call it? The NASCAR thing. Yeah, the video game NASCAR thing. Yes, since they can't actually race, they're racing mm -hmm. on a game. So make sure. And to Rick, watch if it. you want to examine that whole concept of the assumed risk when you attend a sporting event, please do. Please, you know, it's on the back of your ticket. If you don't believe me, if you have a baseball ticket, look at the back. And it says, oh, yeah, you might get hit in the head. Rich is shaking his head up and down, so I think he it's, agrees. It's fodder for the show. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so be sure to watch us on uh, YouTube, Facebook. We're on Instagram, Mountain Fun Life. Think about the risk that Kira assumes every week by... <laughs> I know. Going on a live microphone with me for an hour. I know. What is what is Frank going to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> what random story am I going to remind him of today? <laughs> There's a lot. I, in fact, I probably should go back and if you can remind me of anything from the beginning of the show. There seemed like there were three multiple stories that I was going to get to. Yeah. And the only one I can remember right now is the marshmallow fluff. <laughs> all right. Kara Cup, thank you. Thank you, Frank. Hannah, thank you. Rich Haley, thank you. We appreciate all of you. And do join us again next Thursday for another edition of Morning in the Mountains, the Ask Frank Live edition starring Frank and Kira and uh, all the other shows that we've got for you. Like, share the page, and we will see you back here. Well, we won't see you. I hate that. I, I fell into my own trap. We will talk to you back here again <laughs> next week. So yes. thanks again.